Welcome to the following presentation from Spider Sports Properties and Playfly Sports. And thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on 1061 ESPN. It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and... Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web, presented by the Brass Tap on 1061 ESPN Richmond and the Spiders Sports Network. Handoff Howard runs a reverse to Garcia. Pitch back to Coleman. Throws deep downfield to a wide open Haggerty on the right side. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown. Coleman looks right, throws, and a leaping catch by Nick DeGenero. His third touchdown reception. And for Camden Coleman, his sixth touchdown pass. That ties an all-time Richmond record with the great Kyle Laletta. That was not a catch. That was a snag. Absolutely snagged it out of the air. Here we go again. This one is Savon Smith back to Camden Coleman. He has blockers in front of him. He's down the sideline and finally nudged out of bounds at the 13-yard line. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen this many trick plays, but I'm loving it. Well, if you were a fan at Saturday's game at Robin Stadium, you were loving it. If you were a fan watching on TV or listening on the radio, you were loving it. If you were a broadcaster, you were loving it. It was a lot of fun and very creative. As a coach, I'm not so sure if you were loving all of that in the first half of Saturday's game. Certainly loved the result. A high-octane 42-31 win for the Spiders over the Maine Black Bears. Welcome to the Brass Tap, Libby Mill Midtown, and our weekly Spider Football College Football get-together as we talk about last week's game. Preview this one's and our special player guest coming up, Spider defensive back Trey Tomlinson with us. Bob Black with Coach Huseman. You heard the numbers and the ways to interact with us. Please do behind the web at richmond.edu via email 804-327-0888 is the text line. Coach, congratulations on, as I said, a highly entertaining victory Saturday. What's kind of going through your mind in that first half? 738 yards of total offense and 59 points in the first half. Yeah, obviously it was an exciting first half. Um, Proud of the offense. We moved the football. Uh, Cam made some really good throws. Um, You know, even off his first or second read and got some balls in there. Uh, so really proud of him and our offense. Our, I thought our receivers played great. Tight ends played really well. And then we protected him pretty good up front. And uh, defensively, obviously, we made a, a lot of mistakes, um, whether it's just coverage mistakes or physical mistakes. And um, <clears throat> we needed that from our offense, and uh, we finally got it. You have always been a proponent of having those 
trick plays in the book and not only in the book but even more importantly using them did that come about because Maine was running trick plays or was that something that you know you figured in the course of the offense was going to happen anyway well I, I think every team in America every coach in America has you know the gadget plays that they work on all the time uh, every week and you know sometimes you call them sometimes you don't it just depends how the game goes um, you know what what you're seeing out there but uh, you know you, you hear all the time you know last game of the season they, they run a little uh, fullback up the middle or something and they jump pass mm-hmm. and the guy says yeah we've been practicing that all year since camp i'm glad we finally got and and that's normally you know that's what happens a lot of times so um it just so happened you know we we ran a couple of them and uh you know who knows it may be the 10th game of the year before you know we run another one um but um you know you, you always you always have them, you always practice them Cam Coleman, true freshman, 25 of 36, 365 yards, tied the school record with six touchdowns, three of them to Nick DeGennaro. That tied a school record for TD receptions as well. First, Russ, can you speak a little bit to what the last month has been like? I was thinking about as long as I've been here, I could never remember going through four different starting quarterbacks in four consecutive weeks, three of them making their first ever collegiate start and coming out of it the way you did with a true freshman. You've been doing this a long time. Have you ever been involved in that type of turnover, not by choice, but by necessity? Uh, no, no, never, never there. Um, but I think our offensive coaches did a great job of, you know, getting the guys ready. Um, you know, obviously, Stony Brook was an outlier. Stony Brook game outlier. You never imagine anything like that could happen, um, and and where we were at that point in time. But then, you know, we got into the following week, and uh, you know, we knew we weren't going to have Jackson. We didn't know about Kyle, uh, so we made the decision on Ashton, and um, you know, and Cam was kind of down on the scout team some. Uh, you know, Kyle at the time couldn't go. Uh, so, you know, we got to the point where, you know, we'd had, we, needed, we needed to have a, a quarterback down there that could function and, and give our defense a look. And so we were kind of – we'd take Cam and switch him with Ashton during the course of the week, but Ashton would have more. And then on Wednesday – or even, no, Friday, we made the decision that we were going to keep both those guys up. And Fonay Webb, you know, he was he kind of handed the ball off. Hmm. Uh, we don't ever throw it on on Fridays anyway. So, um, and then and then coming into this week, um, you know, we kind of knew Cam was going to be the guy, and he got all the snaps, and um, and he played well. Yeah, I was going to pick up on that. He he certainly played well. And he has, you know, kind of that little bit of a confidence about him. How much do you think him being here in the spring kind of helped with all of that? Because he he doesn't act, play like a true freshman who's in his third month on campus. Uh, It helped a lot, and especially since, you know, we got into summer and he couldn't throw because he had a shoulder issue. So he went six weeks without throwing a football. And leading all the way up to camp, and then when, when camp started, he actually, you know, got the, you know, he could he could throw it again, and uh, so you know he missed the whole summer. So thank goodness we got the spring. He, you know, he missed the summer, 
but you know obviously the mental reps were there but uh you know the fig physical reps in the in the summer weren't there so we we got him in the spring with him so obviously that was huge to have him you know the other thing he talked about that helped put him at ease was the non-football stuff was being here in the spring and starting his academic career without having to worry about football games and he really he emphasized that we had him on our podcast on the spider insight podcast this week and he emphasized yeah the spring practices were important although to your point over the summer physically he wasn't throwing but just getting acclimated with college life in the spring really helped him. no question i mean you know that first we always talk about the freshmen hit a wall everywhere in the country everywhere i've ever been you know and they they come out and they're doing good doing good doing good and all of a sudden what's wrong with that guy or what's wrong with that guy and it's there's a there's a wall out there that these guys hit you know when the academics start piling up on them uh you know when the physical nature starts uh, piling up on them the mental part of it and they all hit a wall, you know, where, you know, with Cam, at least, you know, he had the spring. And, and I don't think he hit a wall in the spring. Obviously, we're not playing games. But um, so, you know, it that that's tough on the freshmen. I mean, and any freshman that's playing, you know, it's really tough on them. Is that a route that you have taken before or a route you would be a proponent of, of taking again if you could find a guy – uh, who went the path of, of Cam in a, in a prep school kind of thing and then was ready to move on to college. I would think that's kind of – those are kind of hard kids to find. I would think there aren't many out there. No, a lot of people graduate in December. <laughs> a lot of people. You, you, you look at some of the rosters throughout the country, especially, you know, at the BCS level, mm-hmm. and, you know, they've got 10 true freshmen that just showed up and graduated. At Richmond – you know, I give our, our administration a lot of credit. They, they, they frown on it. I mean, they, they kind of say, no, we want these guys coming in and getting acclimated with the rest of the freshmen. But if you have somebody specifically that you want to do it with, um, we'll go ahead and, and do it. So, you know, it's um, – it's uh you know so we could never do it with probably more than one and normally it's a quarterback the rest of them you know most of them that we're signing aren't going to be ready to play as a freshman whether they have a spring or not so mm-hmm. um so that's not really anything that's that's that that's that big a deal but at that position yes i mean it was it was critical you know i was thinking about one of those true freshmen actually who's been playing and scored his first touchdown in that game last week and that's landon ellis and he really seems to be you know above and beyond and you know a little bit more experienced than than his year so far yes he really is um but but you know he went to woodbury forest and you know he's he lived there so he had that experience of being away um and uh so it was you know it was, it was pretty good i mean this this wasn't a culture shock to him so uh, but he, you're right he's playing he's playing really good and and we kind of identified him pretty early that he was going to be a guy that played this year our player guest today did that as well right trey tomlinson from his year down in florida yeah, probably he, helped him right yeah i'm sure it did the adjustment and the you know the homesickness doesn't seep in um you know normally it's not a girlfriend issue at that time too so yeah, Trey went to a um, 
postgraduate school and and uh, made the adjustment his freshman year. So there is something to be said about that. All right, speaking of Trey and speaking about defense, let's go there before the break, and then Trey will come up and join us. And I've already gotten the question like three or four times, why are you having a defensive player on this week? There were all these points and all this offense, and why don't we have an offensive player on this week? Well, Coach, that's because in the second half, things changed dramatically, and that became a lockdown second-half performance, right? Just the one score for Maine, just the seven points. What changed between the first half and the second half for our defense? Uh, I wouldn't call it a lockdown in the second half. We played we played. If better. we had zero points in the second half, would you call it a lockdown? Yeah, zero. Okay. So I came close. Um, Darn it, Trey. Why did you guys give up that one touchdown? We did play better in the second half, and I, I think part of it was adjustments, settling our guys down. Um, our defensive staff did a good job uh, in the second half. And, uh, you know, we the disappointing thing was we had him fourth and 16, to, you know, to end the thing. And, you know, we, we let him scramble out and we don't uh, latch on to a guy and, they get, you know, they get 17 on it. And you can't, you can't, you can't allow that. You just can't. I don't care what you say, what, what, well, this, this. No, it, fourth and 16 has to be a punt and we we gave it up there and you know hurt us a little bit there and they scored but uh you know fortunately we got you know a lot of stops and we got the two turnovers in the second half uh there are a few guys to point out and we'll talk with trey about them and what was going on in the secondary and with really just two cornerbacks we'll get into all of that but the two guys that we shouted out it seemed like a lot russ on television at least were mikey jermalowicz who I basically called a stat sheet stuffer. It seems like he's getting tackles, tackles for laws, mm-hmm. breaking up passes, all of that. And then Donovan Hoylett to come up with two quarterback sacks. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, we've been really working Donovan. I, I see him in Coach Ellis's office quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, talking about uh, defensive end technique. Um, and, and, you know, he's electric off the edge. He can run. And uh, I'm really proud of him and what he's done, uh, you know, to help us win football games. And then Mikey, you know, Mikey's just got a knack to make plays. You know, you, know, you see those guys. And he did the same thing at Colgate. You know, he just kind of around the ball. He's a pretty sure tackler. Um, you know, so, you know, when you're a sure tackler and you're somehow around the ball and you got some good instincts, that's why the stats are like that. He needed one more yard to add another stat, and that would have been a touchdown on that interception at Stony Brook. He came within a yard yeah. of the pick six there. Quick comment on Trey before we, we bring him up and the play of your cornerbacks uh, last week because basically you had two cornerbacks in Trey Tomlinson and D'Angelo Stocker because of injury, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. I looked over there and we had three corners uh, warming up with uh, um, Coach Zach. And, um, you know, we, we've got, and the third one's a freshman, yeah. CJ Frazier. But we've got Jabril Hayes, who played corner. He, you know, he's the fourth if we need, if we need to get there. So we've got, we've got four right now. Uh, and then, you know, whether Chance Graves is ready this week or not. Um, you know, they worked him out after walkthrough today, and I haven't heard yet. So we'll see. We'll see where he is. But, uh, you know, last week was pretty thin, uh, and those two guys played well and, and stayed healthy. We're going to talk with one of them, Trey Tomlinson, Canadian Trey Tomlinson, will join us next when we come back. Behind the Web continues from the Brass Tap here at Libby Mill Midtown and live on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN.
With tons of televisions, the Brass Tap's the best place to watch your favorite team, and the Brass Tap has great food and cold drinks to enjoy while you catch the game. Join Richmond Spiderhead football coach Russ Huseman and Bob Black every Thursday during football season at our Richmond location at Libby Mill Midtown from noon to one for Behind the Web as they talk spider football and break down upcoming matchups. Enjoy a signature Brass Tap classic pizzas all day Thursday for just $10. The Brass Tap, great times, well-crafted. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Buying a vehicle is like buying a house. Many aspects of the purchase can lead to questions. Fortunately, Lux Chevrolet in Ashland has 100 years of experience to help their customers buy their next Chevy or used vehicle. They combine a modern, interactive website at LuxChevrolet.com with old-school customer service to make the entire process easy. So don't buy from some online startup. Put your trust with Lux Chevrolet in Ashland, 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com. You're a local dealer with worldly experience. We've teamed up with Bryant Heating and Cooling for a special enter-to-win opportunity at all Spider football home games this season. One winner per game will receive four tickets and exclusive access to the climate-controlled Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Suite at Robin Stadium. Each winner will also receive a $100 concessions voucher, a dedicated comfort concierge, and get to watch the game from the comfort of indoor seating. Visit bryantcoolsrichmond.com and enter to win today. Bryant Heating and Cooling, whatever it takes. When my daughter gets a cold, (coughs) I have a secret weapon. DayQuil Kids Berry from Vicks. DayQuil Kids is specially formulated to treat kids' most bothersome cold and cough symptoms quickly. And the best part is that DayQuil Kids Berry tastes really great. Aren't you supposed to be resting? Maybe. DayQuil Kids Berry. The kids' berrylicious daytime congestion, coughing, stuffy head, stuffy nose, just for kids. Medicine. Safe for kids six years plus. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Gay in motion. Now comes back. They'll run a jet sweep to him, coming left to right, trying to turn the corner. No, sir. Tomlinson up from the secondary. Joseph out there as well. They drop him at the 42 for a loss of a yard, and it'll be third down and six if they push him back to the 41, which is where they dropped it. Nice play by the Spider defense. 
could kind of add Trey Tomlinson to my guys that I call stat sheet stuffers. He had a couple of solo tackles, four altogether, tied his career high on Saturday and uh, had that tackle for loss as well. And with that, we welcome Spider sophomore defensive back Trey Tomlinson to Behind the Web here at the Brass Tap, Libby Mill Midtown. Remember, they got all sorts of great specials here all week long during the day and the evening. They'll have all the college and NFL games on Saturday and Sunday and a great lunch spot. We appreciate the folks who've come out today. Mostly, we appreciate Trey Tomlinson. How are you, Trey? I'm good. How about you? Doing great, thanks. Uh, What's running through your mind in the first half Saturday when all those gadget plays are happening uh, both for Maine and for you guys? How'd you kind of mentally put your hands around all that? Of course, um, it, it caught us off guard at the start. You know, we didn't expect that many gadgets right off the start. So we just, as a defense, you know, stuff happened, but... We got back as a group, and one of the uh, most important things we wanted to do is maintain our composure and not let it affect the rest of the game because it was early in the game. So we just, we just had to make sure that as a group and as a defense that we stay tight and maintain our composure. How would you feel then about the second half? It was good. It wasn't a lockdown performance, mm-hmm. but it was a good, better second half, yes? Yeah, we definitely were, were making sure that we have disciplined eyes, especially as a defensive group, and just making sure that you know we, we play football and not thinking too much because the moment you start thinking too much, you, you start making mistakes. So as a defense, I feel like we, we came together as a group and we, we started to play Richmond football defense. Where have you kind of uh, grown as a defensive back? And a little bit later, we'll get into the move, you know, cornerback safety because you've now played both positions here at Richmond. The highlight we played was of you making a tackle, um, you know, as opposed to maybe knocking down a pass. We'll get into that as well. How have you kind of grown? For sure. Just understanding like the game of football. It's really it's really slowing down for me. Just just recognizing certain uh, offenses and uh, different formations. It's really like compared to last year I was having I was more focused on like what am I doing but now I kind of I understand what the other position is doing which has really helped my game and be, been able to, for me to make more plays. Russ Trey played as a true freshman last year and we had spoke about his prep year. How much did that factor into that decision or all along were you planning to, to play him right away as a true freshman? Well, I mean, when he came when he came here in the summertime, I mean, he was, you know, pretty electric kind of guy. I mean, we could tell he could run really well. He had great feet. Um, he was a mature person. And um, so we thought, well, maybe. And then we, we, you know, we played him in a few games. We were looking at the four-game deal. And, and all of a sudden, he started to get active in the nickel package where he would come in. And, and then we made the decision that, uh, that we would play him the whole year. And, uh, um, but he's bright, um, coachable, uh, you know, just, just a fantastic human being. And, uh, you know, it was good to see his family in, uh, I guess it was last week or a week, week ago. And they came in and spent a week. So, hmm. um, <clears throat> You know, he's he's pretty mature young man, so uh, he, he was ready to play last year. What was that like last year, Trey, and how much was that kind of on your mind? Am I going to play the whole year? Would it maybe be better to just play the four games and take the red shirt? All, all of that, was that kind of, you know, in your mental process last season? Oh, for sure. Uh, it was definitely in my thought, like, if I was going to play or not, but the coaches thought that was the best decision for me to play since – I've been so consistent in practice, so mm-hmm. it was their decision. I was all for it. Once I was, once I was all in, I knew I could contribute to the team, whether that was special teams or on defense and coming in on third down and having an impact right away. And I felt like I did that last year, which is affect 
affected how much I've been playing this this good this year too. Yeah, absolutely. So what was Saturday like in terms of what Coach and I were just talking about? Pretty thin mm-hmm. at that cornerback position. I mean, basically you and D'Angelo became Iron Men out there Saturday. I know you had some younger guys who could have filled in if necessary, but you guys, you two guys pretty much took it the whole way. For sure. You know, me and D'Angelo, we're, we're roommates, so we're pretty tight. And we talked before. We just we just had to make sure that it's it's only us and it's up to us. So we, we, we prepared as a group. We made sure we watched film and just make sure, like, out of all, like, the positions on the field, I feel like me and D'Angelo are one of the fastest kids on, on the team. So just having our speed and our, and our coverability was definitely effective in, in the game this, this past weekend. So you and D'Angelo have a third roommate, I hear, yeah. by the name of Cam Coleman. Mm-hmm. What was his week like around the apartment with you guys? Oh, he was, he was very excited. I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm rooming with Cam, and we talk, we've had a lot of good talks together. Just, just me motivating him and telling him that just keep your composure, let it come to you. And just stay calm. And, and and the thing about Cam is what I love about him. He always stays calm, and he never he's he's humble about everything. The way he carries himself, he he's a great guy, and he's he's a he's a great QB for our team. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, Christian and I had Cam on our podcast this week, which you have appeared on earlier this year on the Spider Insight podcast. One of the things he said about you guys rooming together was he's never seen anybody who watches more film yeah. than Trey Tomlinson, mm-hmm. particularly around the apartment. And he's always wanted to like just interrupt you mm-hmm. and take the iPad or whatever you're watching on away and get you away from watching that much tape. Is that fairly accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. It actually happened last night. I happened to be watching film and he came in and his mom actually made a, a dish for us and he uh he back he put it in the microwave so i could stop watching film and watch something else so <laughs> how much has that helped for us do you think with with trey and the amount of, i know all players watch tape i i get it and camp said that as well but it, it seems like some guys go a little bit above and beyond yeah i mean if it's important to you and you want to be great and you want the team to be great you'll do it um if it's not important to you uh, if you don't really care, then you won't do it. Probably pretty simple as that right there. So, obviously, he cares a lot about how he plays and how the team does. You like this dynamic of having the quarterback with the defensive backs for their living arrangements? I didn't even know that until right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> but So, is it all football talk amongst you guys in there? or, or uh, Yeah, mostly football talk, you know, about friends and family mostly. Like, my parents call every night, and my parents talk to Cam. They all want to know what's going through his mind and everything. So, yeah, it's mostly wow, football. Wow, you talk to your parents every night? Yeah, I talk to my – I make sure I call my parents every single night. I've oh. talked to my son once in the last four months. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. The, the one who's at, at Vanderbilt, yeah. not, not the one who's yeah. on your staff, no. right? <laughs> well, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, I wish my kids would do that. <laughs> that definitely. Maybe That's a tax, pretty good, I don't know about I don't know about phone calls and whatnot. So has he been any different now since the success of last uh, week? No, he hasn't been any different. He's kind of... He's kind of make sure he just maintains his composure and not not get too high and not get too low. That's what I told him too. He he knows he knows too. He doesn't. He's not trying to worry. He's worried. He's already focused on this week, not last week, because mm-hmm. it's the next week up. All right. So since you kind of brought it up before we get to the break, I was going to do it in the next segment. But you've come a long way to come to the University of Richmond, sure. uh, literally and and figuratively. Mm-hmm. So take us through the path. And I know we've done this a little bit before, but people who don't know, from Canada to Florida mm-hmm. to Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, it was. It's been. It was a crazy path for me, especially because my when I played in high school in Canada, I, I played there for three years. 
And then my senior season, which I didn't have, was a COVID year, which is why I made uh, the transition the next year to Florida, where I went to prep school and I earned a couple scholarships. And Richmond was one of the few schools that took a chance on me, and I felt like it was the best decision for me as as a as a football player. So the narrative, the cliche, is that every kid that grows up in Canada has a hockey stick yeah. in his hand <laughs> and plays hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever play hockey, and why the directive to football? Uh, no, I never played hockey. It was it, my dad played football, so I wasn't I wasn't really invested into hockey. I mean, I watch hockey, but all my older brothers they played football, so I just wanted to follow them and be better than them. And my dad kind of knew at a young age. Just he saw my he saw my determination to be better than them, and then. Um, and once I knew I could, t- I, I always knew once I started playing football, I was going to be going to find some way in to play down in the United States, even though I, 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 I just always knew it was going to happen. Where'd your dad play? Oh, my dad actually, he played in Canada uh, at the University of Manitoba. He, he did actually play corner too. It was kind of huh. interesting. So he, he kind of made a joke like maybe it was meant to be for you to mm-hmm. play corner. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Does he still guide you at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, my dad and my and my family too. My mom too. They always they love taking videos. That like Coach Eastman said, they they came to every single practice because they don't want to they don't want to miss anything. They don't why they anything. were here, they're at practice. Wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Russ, were you tracking Trey in Canada or was it all from his time in Florida? All Florida. Uh, Coach Wood went down there and um, pretty good school he played at. Yeah. A lot of Division One players. Uh, came out of there, and uh, Coach Wood was down there, and we watched him on film and, uh, you know, thought he was an excellent player and, and made that decision that we would go on him and uh, thought he could play – actually thought he could play multiple positions. We thought he could play safety, thought he could play corner, and kind of that's proven true. Well, we're going to get into that for sure in our next segment and talk about that transition. How different – we all know there's some rule differences between Canadian football yeah. and here in the United States. The field is bigger. The end zone's bigger. Can have more guys in motion going forward. All that – see, I surprised that I even knew that much about the <laughs> CFL. What kind of adjustment was that for you? Honestly, it wasn't that big of an adjustment. I mean, in terms of like field alignment, there's three downs in Canadian football. Mm-hmm. There's four downs here. It wasn't that different. Obviously, the field's smaller here, so you got to be a bit more faster. But just me, I, I played seven-on-seven football, which kind of helped and with with the American rules. and play, I played actually boundary corner in seven-on-seven. So it wasn't that much of a difference. It was just once I transitioned to Florida, um, I, was, I was generally the fastest guy in Canada. No one could really run with me. So just making that transition to Florida, because all the Florida guys are, are much faster, it really helped my game transitioning into college at University of Richmond. So. All right, before we go to the break, that begs the question, and I think Christian and I asked you this on the podcast, who's running with you on this Richmond Spider team? I'll give uh, Jerry Garcia and D'Angelo Stalker for sure. Wow. Yeah. Does that surprise you, Russ? Those are the fastest guys you got? And Nick DeJanero, I'll put him in there, wow. too. I'll put him in there. Uh, four pretty fast guys, yeah. huh? Uh, uh, Stalker uh, is probably the fastest guy on the team. He's documented speed coming out of high school. What was your your, your 100-meter time? I, I ran I ran ten nine as a freshman, but I started running track after. Yeah, Stalker was – Yeah, Stalker could run. Uh, Jerry – obviously, Jerry can run yeah. really well. Yeah. So, uh, 
you know, we got, you know, uh, we got a few that can really get it and go. Absolutely. I love the speed guys. Love them for sure. All right, let's get the break here right at the bottom of the hour. Come back. Want to talk about that transition from freshman to sophomore year, from safety to cornerback and the transition you had to make. And we'll look ahead a little bit further here for spider football as well. Halfway through behind the web from the brass tap here at Libby Mill Midtown. Appreciate the folks in the house and you tuning in this afternoon. Back with the second half of our show right here on the home of the spiders. 106.1 ESPN. This new Wendy's Frosty flavor is way too exciting to keep under wraps. It's a brand new, first-of-its-kind flavor. Get this, pumpkin spice. I know, right? It's so good. It's rich, it's cozy. It's the perfect flavor for some fall frosty time. Watch, everyone will see it and jump on the bandwagon. Grab a never-before-seen pumpkin spice frosty or pumpkin spice frosty cream cold brew today when you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla Frosty is temporarily unavailable. Yo, J Balvin here. Verizon just hooked me up with a new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. How can you get one? By switching to my plan at your Verizon store, get the amazing new iPhone 15 Pro on them. When you trade it, any iPhone, any model, any condition, guaranteed. And listen to my new song, Dientes, on your way to get the new iPhone 15 Pro. Don't miss out. Switch to my plan from Verizon today. It's your Verizon. 999 128GB only. Device payment purchase or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in or promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends of eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% Attention Spiders fans, do you want a chance for your child to be the kickoff kid at the Richmond Spiders football game versus Elon on November 11th? Included in this awesome opportunity are four tickets, four field passes, and one parking pass to the game. Enter for your chance to go on the field and have your child retrieve the kickoff tee at www.richmondspiders.com forward slash VA529 kickoff kid. Brought to you by Virginia 529, the official college savings plan of the Richmond Spiders. It's game on at World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump. Head to World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump for all NFL and college football games. And enjoy happy hour all day on Thursdays, as well as weekend brunch. With 40 plus beers on tap, 350 more in the cooler, and a full food and cocktail menu. World of Beer Bar and Kitchen is your football watch party destination. At the University of Richmond School of Professional Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. We've teamed up with Bryant Heating and Cooling for a special enter-to-win opportunity at all Spider football home games this season. One winner per game will receive four tickets and exclusive access to the climate-controlled Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Suite at Robbins Stadium. Each winner will also receive a $100 concessions voucher, a dedicated comfort concierge, and get to watch the game from the comfort of indoor seating. Visit bryantcoolsrichmond.com and enter to win today. Bryant Heating and Cooling, whatever it takes. Let's get back to the show. Behind the Web, live from the Brass Tap at Libbyville Midtown. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Watkins looping it up for the end zone, and it is knocked away and incomplete on the back line of that end zone. Is that our freshman? Is that Trey Tomlinson? It looks like Trey Tomlinson on that play. Oh, it sure was. 
right, that was uh, that was from last year. That was from the Villanova game last year when Trey Tomlinson was a true freshman and when he was playing safety as opposed to cornerback. And I want to kind of get into that transition with him and going from that freshman year to the sophomore year as well as we welcome you back to Behind the Web a little more than halfway through on this Thursday afternoon. We're here each and every Thursday, so if you couldn't make it today, certainly hope you'll come back, have lunch with us, and enjoy the show as well. Appreciate everybody is in the house. Uh, Russ, we have our athletic business staff in the house with us today. Oh, Kate yeah. and Mike. And so you got any receipts you want to hand in, you can just personally hand it to them right now. You know, you can hand your lunch receipt. Le- Leggy, right? Leggy takes care of all that for uh, me. So you don't even have to worry about it. But they're very I just nice say friendly. hi. I just say hi to Kate down the hall. That's <laughs> that's about it. Well, we appreciate them being here uh, this afternoon. And feel free to hand that in as a receipt and call it a call it a business lunch here uh, this afternoon. Uh, all right, Trey. Let's go back to to last year. And I remember talking with you about this first and foremost. I think in that Villanova game particularly sticks out in my mind. They picked on you several times. You were equal to the task each time. Were you sensing that last year? The teams were like, he's the new guy. He's a true freshman. We're going to throw at him. We're going to test him. For sure. It was definitely it was definitely behind my mind, but it's, you got to be up for the challenge, especially. All right, and you were playing the safety position mm-hmm. last year. How comfortable were you with that before we talk about the transition? Oh, yeah, free safety. You know, I started off as, as being a free safety. I played it uh, my whole life. So it was it – was, um, it, it, I was really comfortable in the backfield. It was just making the calls, especially was I struggled early. But just playing the free safety position and being comfortable where I'm at, just, just staying over top was, and just using my speed, especially covering vertical routes. So I, was, I was really confident in myself of making sure I can do that. How about the physicality of playing that position and how you mm-hmm. kind of grasp that? And you personify it's not the size of the dog in the mm-hmm. fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. For sure. The physicality was definitely definitely different from high school to college. But I always, like you said, I, it doesn't matter how big they are or how tall they are. I'm always, gonna, I'm always up for the fight. I'm always up for the challenge, no matter who you are. We'll talk a little more about that when we uh, preview Rhode Island a little bit because they have some tall mm-hmm. uh, wide receivers. So we'll get into that. All right, take us through how the transition occurred with you and the, and the coaches and the move that you made from safety to cornerback. Um, yeah, when um, Coach Anthony approached me about uh, the transition from free safety to corner, I was a bit, I was a bit um, thrown off a little bit because I was playing pretty good at free safety in the cor- in um, in the spring. So, but when they made that transition into the corner, I, to the corner position, I knew they wanted the best for me, and and it's really like I really feel like at the at the field corner position, I've. I've I've changed and I've I've gotten much better in terms of the spring. I think it allows me to show uh, show off my speed more too and my cover ability. So it's it's been really it's been really a good position change for me overall because I feel like at the next level I'm going to be able to play field corner. Um, I think the one thing I hear about corner is that you're out on an island mm-hmm. a decent amount of the time. How have you kind of handled that? And on the very few occasions when a receiver beats yeah. you, how do you handle kind of that short-term memory loss? It's, it's, it's awesome just, just being on an island. You just got to be up for the challenge because you know they're going to test us. The, the other team is looking at us. Just be, me being a smaller guy, they're going to always look to the field. So I, I love – I'm always up for the challenge, especially when it comes to – 
when it comes to playing bigger receivers. And I like being looked over as like the small guy, but it doesn't it doesn't it really doesn't affect my game. It just pushes me to go even harder. Russ, from the coach's perspective, what went into that move for Trey, both for him, for other guys that you had, obviously at the safety and cornerback positions. Well, I think when we recruited him, we. I, we felt like he was going to be a corner for us because he had great feet. He could run, and that's what you're looking for. And uh, you know, and he's a he's a physical guy. He looks. I mean, he's he's not as big as you'd think, but uh, he's extremely physical. He can tackle. Um, so, you know, we when uh, you know we kind of we're talking about it, and and then after spring we kind of made the decision. You know, we wanted to. We wanted to get some speed out there at the field corner. We thought he could do it, and, and obviously he can do it, and he's playing really well there. Uh, with all this talk of physicality, what's your relationship with Coach Brinks and that weight room? Oh, for sure. Coach Brinks, he was really on me in, in, this, in spring especially. Like, I before college, I wasn't really the biggest into weights, but once, once I came into college, I, I kind of – I kind of felt like I needed to start like focusing in ways, and the the off season was really big for me. I got stronger, and just having guys around you to push you, just to be better in the weight room, really helped me. And, and Coach Brinks definitely pushed me to my limit, of course, in the off season. It really helped my physicality this year. What's the uh, secondary and cornerback rooms like? I mean, what's kind of the chemistry amongst all you guys, the personalities, and obviously you've had some guys go through some some mm-hmm. tough injury situations. For sure, you know, just losing Angela Rankin was really hurt us as a position group but we we've came together as one you know we've we've talked both the safeties and corners it's up to us and it's going to be up to us for the rest of the season we we're gonna we're we're all we're athletic group we we can all play so we we're making sure that we stay tight-knit and moving forward we just got to keep keep trusting each other and keep believing that we can get the job done all right, let's, let's kind of finish up there a little bit. What is kind of the, the mental approach and focus uh, right now? Uh, Coach has talked about it. You know, every week is the now certainly the most important week if you want to meet those goals. How are you guys kind of looking at that? Oh, for sure. We're, we're preparing the same way we do each week, but we're making sure that we can't get too high, can't get too low, but we've been preparing, we've been focusing, extra film work, extra talking with the coaches so we as a to get, as a group we've we've really bonded i feel like in the last couple of weeks because we know what we what we can do in the long run all right how about the challenge this week of rhode island and before i even get to the wide receivers mm-hmm. because they're a really talented group they're tall all of that they got a quarterback trey who's in his seventh year, seventh year wow. of college <laughs> i guess sixth year playing and he sat out one year but he's been in college for for seven years what do you kind of see in a guy who has that much experience oh for sure he he has a lot of experience he, he can throw the deep ball pretty well so uh, as a db group we we got to make sure we stay on top of routes so that's that's definitely having that experience as a quarterback being there for so long he, he knows the offense and he knows how to get uh fine receivers open all right how about the receivers and you know the height advantage that mm-hmm. they'll have and how not only you but i mean d'angelo is not much bigger than you either and how you'll kind of handle that and attack it for sure we we really practice this week on just making sure we stay on top of routes and they, they have a big athletic group but we can play football at the end of the day and just making sure that we trust in our technique and trust what the coaches are telling us and we'll be able to 
uh, perform at the level we need to on, on this weekend. And how much of that is really a team game defensively? And, and you will need the help and get it from the D-line, you know, get some pressure, the linebackers and what they do as well. For sure. Um, it's, it's, it's a team effort. It's not just one position. we got to make sure that we're all locked in into our P's and Q's and just stay on top and make sure that we understand our assignment and our alignment, which will help us. All right. Have a great trip. Let's have a great trip up there to Rhode mm-hmm. Island. Let's bring that W back with us on Saturday evening. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Great start to your season. Keep it going and enjoy that burger, Trey. Thank you very much. It's a good burger, too. All right. Trey, Trey Tomlinson, our guest, everyone, on Behind the Web here at the Brass Tap on a Thursday afternoon. Thank you very much, Trey. And we'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get the preview from Coach Usman on the Rhode Island Rams and touch on a couple of other topics in Spider and college football world when we continue with our final segment of behind the web it's coming up right after the break on 1061 espn ask sherwin williams during the four-day super sale october 13th through the 16th and get 40 percent off paints and stains with prices starting at 26.69 that means 40 percent off our most popular color family blue psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms and of course get 40 percent off all of our other colors Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Hey, you. Yeah, you. This is your dentist. Do me a favor and feel the front of your teeth. How grimy are they? It's time for a Crest Pro Health reality checkup. That grime is the buildup of plaque bacteria that can cause cavities in just months. You need to switch to Crest Pro Health. While most toothpaste stop working in minutes, Crest Pro Health's antibacterial fluoride protects for up to 12 hours to stop cavities before they start. So pick some up on the way home. Smile. Crest has you covered. With tons of televisions, the Brass Tap's the best place to watch your favorite team, and the Brass Tap is great food and cold drinks to enjoy while you catch the game. Join Richmond Spiderhead football coach Russ Huseman and Bob Black every Thursday during football season at our Richmond location at Libby Mill Midtown from noon to one for Behind the Web as they talk spider football and break down upcoming matchups. Enjoy signature Brass Tap classic pizzas all day Thursday for just $10. The Brass Tap, great times, well-crafted. Buying a vehicle is like buying a house. Many aspects of the purchase can lead to questions. Fortunately, Lux Chevrolet in Ashland has 100 years of experience to help their customers buy their next Chevy or used vehicle. They combine a modern, interactive website at LuxChevrolet.com with old-school customer service to make the entire process easy. So don't buy from some online startup. Put your trust with Lux Chevrolet in Ashland, 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com. You're a local dealer with worldly experience. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Gay in motion. Now comes back. They'll run a jet sweep to him, coming left to right, trying to turn the corner. No, sir. Tomlinson up from the secondary. Joseph out there as well. They drop him at the 42 for a loss of a yard, and it'll be third down and six if they push him back to the 41, which is where they dropped him. Nice play by the Spider defense. And again, thanks to Trey Tomlinson for being our special Spider player guest on this afternoon's Behind the Web. Uh, we'll get into Rhode Island here in a couple moments. Got some questions, uh, one on text that we'll get to about Rhode Island, and then from some of our folks here at the restaurant uh, today before we get into more on Rhode Island. It's a 1 o'clock game, by the way. We have not played Rhode Island since 2015. 
home or away. So it's almost like a brand-new opponent for the Spiders. So we'll get into all of that in a few moments. 12.30 is our airtime on 106.1 ESPN. Flow Sports behind the paywall has it if you want the live video streaming. But we'll have the free live radio broadcast beginning at 12.30. And by we, I mean yours truly with Matt McAllister, who's going to be in the broadcast booth this week. Coach, our former um, assistant athletic director for communications and our football public relations director. We're bringing him back, putting that spider gear back on him. He's going to have an opportunity to grill you with questions at halftime and postgame. We're looking forward to having him on the trip, aren't we? True professional, man. No question about it. He, he knows what he's doing. Uh, obviously, he was fantastic at his job when he was here, uh, and, and, and I loved working with him. But uh, I think I see him more now anyway. He comes, he's always at the games. He always comes sees me before I'm sitting there in the chair by myself. He, he's a pest. He bothers me a little bit, but no, ne- never a pest. I love when you come over and chat with me, man. It kills. That's the worst. That's the worst two hours of the week is just waiting for that stupid pregame start to start. And Matt comes and, and takes a few minutes away, and I appreciate that. Did you see uh, Deion Sanders twice this year now has outwardly complained about having to play 8 o'clock games because oh. he hates the wait? I don't blame you. Yeah, I know. You probably oh, agree man. with him on that, don't it's, you? It's brutal. Yeah. He was like, I can't wait to get out of this conference so we don't have to play 8 o'clock games yep. anymore. He's absolutely right. Primetime's still going to have some primetime games, though. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that. Anyway, Matt joins us on the broadcast. He's done our podcast with us. He's done this show with us before. So I think we'll have a great listen of uh, the broadcast, on, despite the play-by-play guy, on, on Saturday afternoon. Again, we're on the air at, uh, at 1230. Um Trey brought up um, Angela Rankin. How's he? How's he coming along, Coach? Uh, that was a question from one of the folks here in the audience today. Uh, well, he had surgery, um, so he's out for the year. And uh, you know, he played as a true freshman, so we'll probably be able to get him a medical redshirt year there, so he'll have another year. Um, but he's in good spirits. He's out of practice, and uh, he was out to walk through today. So. Uh, he was at the game. He had surgery, I think, on Friday and was at the game on Saturday. Wow. Yeah, so, um, you know, so we'll, you know, it's it's not good when you lose one, but when you, at least you lose one that, that he does have another, mm-hmm. you know, we can get that, that year back, hopefully. I mean, we'll need a waiver on it because he played four and a half and not four, but, that, you know. If they give the guy from Rhode Island seven years, I think they'll say, all right, Lolo, you played an extra half. Go on back out there. I would hope so. Yeah. If not, they should just totally disband the NCAA. A lot of people want them to do that anyway, but I think we would join that parade if that doesn't happen. All right, and then Larry had a question. I'm glad he brought this up because I was going to mention it. Uh, You brought up on last week's show that you guys were going to tweak a few things pregame and during the week of practice to, to maybe get the guys going a little quicker. I mean, I know we fell behind 14 nothing, but but pretty quickly everything moved into gear. Um, how much do you think that had an effect on what you guys did Saturday? And, and any of those things you can kind of share with us that, they, that you did with the team last week? Um, I have no idea if they helped. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was just little things to try to get them a little bit mentally ready when they're – whether it's in the locker room or – you know, it's pregame. No, it's it's not that big a deal. Um, so, uh, one of the things that Cam mentioned to us this week was the offense as a whole got together and watched tape. 
during the week that it wasn't just position groups that and I don't maybe you do that every week anyway I don't know but he he did seem to think that 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 kind of brought the offense together was a little bit better for everybody and that he kind of enjoyed doing that yeah I mean these guys are, are really good I mean they're they do a great job, Bob. I mean, they, they work at it. It's important to them. You know, they got uh, uh, so many academic responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I left the office last night, you know, probably close to 7 o'clock. And, and I just saw a bunch of them coming in and uh, coming to watch film. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, our guys do a great job with that. And, and they're committed to, to playing the best they can play. All right, what's the first thing that jumps out you jumps out at you about uh, this Rhode Island team? We certainly started with the quarterback, not only the fact that he's in his seventh collegiate year, but where he's been as well. Like big-time schools thought he was pretty darn good, right? At Maryland and Tennessee. Yeah, I have no idea how he got to seventh year, to be honest with you. I mean, he played he, – he was a four-star coming out of high school and played the first three games and then got hurt. Which is good. I mean, which is, you know, he, he doesn't lose that year. That was then, in Maryland? Then, is that right? That was that in was Maryland. Maryland. In the next two years at Maryland, he plays the whole season, both those years. Um, he transferred to Tennessee, had to sit out because of the uh, uh, the transfer, one-time transfer extension wasn't in place. Mm-hmm. And then he transfers to Rhode Island and played two full years. And now he's playing his fifth full year. Uh, you know, I, I – I, I thought you got four years, four seasons. They want to make sure you get four seasons, if at all mm-hmm. possible. And uh, so, you know, he got the waiver, and uh, I mean, it's good for Rhode Island and good for him. And you never, you know, and, and that's good. He wanted the seventh year there, and and I, I think that's good that he, you know, he gets that opportunity. Um, so. Um, but, you know, he's – I'm saying that to tell you, I mean, this is unbelievable experience now. I mean, you got a lot of football, you know, under your belt there. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I know Jim Fleming's doing a great job up there at Rhode Island. And, you know, the guy, you know, he, if, if – if, you know, if Jim wasn't a great guy and, and run a great program, that he wouldn't have stayed for a seventh year. And, uh, you know, he made that decision to come back and be a part of it. So – uh, but, you know, it's him, and then they got three wideouts that are just tremendous players, uh, big, tall, physical guys. So as you're talking about standing out, you know, it's it's the quarterback and the wideouts, and, uh, you know, they stand out. Um, and you'll see, you'll see pregame. I mean, they're they're just big, pretty looking dudes. <laughs> yeah. What is the key? I mean, I, I'm looking at the two deep. We're talking a couple of them at six three, another at six four. How do you go about dealing with that? Um, you know, we we got our our corners got to be physical. Um, you know, they got to attack the football. Um, you know, we, we you know we can't be flat-footed when they're when they're going up. We got to go up. We got to be physical. You know, it, it's our our guys. We got two corners that can run, so we're not. You know, it's not like well they'll run past us or run by us, but you know they have to be physical. I mean, they have to be physical going to the football to and through the football and and get that thing out. Uh, you know, we got to put pressure on the quarterback, obviously. I mean, we can't just let him stand back there for, you know, five, six seconds and, and, and then just get one out there. So, um, you know, feel, you know, we, we got, you know, it, it'll, be, it'll be a challenge 
But uh, I think our guys will be up to it. How about the challenge for Cam and the Spider offense this week from, from Rhode Island's defense? I watched uh, maybe three-quarters of their Brown game from last week, which is an emotional game for them. It's mm-hmm. a rivalry game up there. They won it on the road. Defensively, a couple things stood out to me, and, and you tell me if I'm right, wrong, and different here. They only have two down linemen. They keep their ends up, and it seems like they're always then bringing somebody into the backfield beyond that defensive line. Yeah, I mean they're they're an even front. Yeah. They just they just stand their ends up, mm-hmm. and and I've actually done that in the past. Not both, but one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we've we've done that in the past. Not here, but when I was at Chattanooga, and uh, so they're they're and they're defensive end guys. So it's not like you know they're outside linebacker guys. They're dropping. They're coming. Uh, um, you know, they'll zone blitz and drop one like most people do with their defensive end. But they're a four down front. They'll move to a to a bare front. Um, and they're, they're pretty similar to us. I mean, they're statistically, they're about where we are. Um, it looks like, you know, their, their talent level is very similar to ours. Um, so I think defensively, you know, pretty, uh, pretty good comparison between us and them. Hey, um, we, we talked about this. Haven't played them since 2015. Is that at all a different challenge? I know you've seen them on tape when you've been preparing for other CAA teams and they've been the other team, you know, on the tape. But is it a little bit weird at all that you're playing a conference game here against the team that I haven't seen in forever? You know, we were supposed to play them and then the COVID thing hit uh, and they had to, or, or either, you know, they were possible. actually on the schedule. Huh. And I can't remember if it was the COVID year or it was when they did the re- they, ske- they did the schedule and then they added teams and then they had to redo the schedule. Huh. But Rhode Island was on that schedule. We were going to play them. Uh, and then it just never materialized. And uh, so now they're, they're on this year. I have no idea if they'll be back on next year. But um, – you know, it, it'll be – I know it's going to be a great environment up there. It's it's homecoming for them. They say they draw great crowds up there. So it should be should be fun to go up there and play. And you would think that uh, there would be at least a rotation of we'd get them at home next year before they drop off. No. The but that doesn't – and that no. the way it works in the CAA? No, they're going to um, – uh, they're going to redo it since they've added uh, oh, Bryant. Bryant. Bryant, yeah. Um, they kind of had our our next eight years, but I think they're going to all redo that. And uh, so, I have no idea who's going to be on the schedule conference wise next year and moving forward. So, um, we'll figure. I, I, but no, it's not. Rhode Island's not guaranteed to be on huh. there for a, a return date at huh. all. All right. Uh, I know this is way down on the totem pole in season, but. How do you think this whole conference thing is working out at the moment? I mean, this is a huge football conference. <laughs> Next year will be, what, 16 teams, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't feel any different to me, to be honest with you. Kind of feels kind of like normal. Um, you know, when you after a game you scroll down and you you, you look to see how Villanova do, how William and Mary do. Same, you know, it's the same. It doesn't make any difference. Um so now it's been kind of kind of pretty normal. It's just that a lot of those teams you're not going to see up close and personal, including like the Villanovas and Delawares of the world, at least this year. Yeah, yeah, we hadn't played. We, Albany's one we hadn't yeah. played in a while. You know, the uh, other one is Towson. Yeah, like, Towson. As close as they are to us, right? Yeah, John Hart and I were talking about that the other day, and I think he mentioned to uh, Brian Gordon. He said, "Hey, uh, Brian." 
How about Towson? They're right down the road there. And Brian just shook his head and said, there's a lot more to it just saying Richmond versus Towson there. I guarantee it. I don't but, know. But John and I talked about that one. I mean, that's that's naturally one that, that you know, that's a bus ride for both of us. I don't know, Coach. Three charter flights this year. Our business folks over there might have had a skimp on lunch a little bit to help pay for three charter trips if you just go to Towson you'd get on three buses instead yeah um, the yeah the three charter flights was was a little bit unique and yeah. that that can't happen and won't happen you know anymore I mean we just we can't have that yeah, and uh, that's a lot but uh, our, our they do a great job and they got it done so Let's get Appreciate on that plane it. and let's bring a W back with us. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Bob. Thanks to Trey Tomlinson, our special player guest, AJ in studio, Robert Oley on location. Thanks for being with us, everyone, for Behind the Web on 1061 ESPN. You've been listening to Behind the Web from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown, featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling. World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web, presented by the Brass Tap. Thanks for listening, and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Robert Oley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.